This is the Ask Dr. Jill podcast, where Dr. Jill Wagner will have conversations and discussions designed to take the mystery out of medicine. Your next appointment toward living a healthier life begins right now. Hello again, Dr. Jill here. Thanks for taking time today to invest in your own health and healing. I've practiced medicine in the Dallas area for nearly three decades. If you would like to be a part of my practice, we'd love to have you. Contact information will be provided later in the podcast and also in the show notes. But for now, let's jump right into our content for this episode of Ask Dr. Jill. This episode is brought to you by WellAware Supplements. Every wellness plan should include strategic supplementation, vitamins, minerals, and herbal supplements that help you to achieve your health goals. At WellAware, being your health partner is of the utmost importance. We have high-quality, affordable supplements that will be delivered directly to your doorstep. So you don't have to stand in the drugstore or health food store gazing at seemingly endless shelves of supplements trying to make a decision. We make it easy, fast, and convenient. To start your strategic supplementation, go to AskDrJill.net slash supplements and order yours today. So today we are going to talk about understanding how the COVID-19 vaccine works. We are at the point where they've approved the Pfizer vaccine and are now looking at the Moderna vaccine, which will probably be approved in another day or two. So by the time you guys listen to this, we may have two or more vaccines approved. And I thought it was important because I'm getting so many questions from people about how does this vaccine work and what are your thoughts about it? And I also get questions about the conspiracy stuff, but I really, I want to tell you that I'm, I'm not interested in the conspiracy stuff. I want to give you information so you can take that information and make good decisions for your family. Anytime there is something new that comes on the scene, there are always risks involved. But what you have to do is evaluate risk versus benefit. We do that in medicine all the time. So every medication, every vaccine, everything has the potential to have some side effects and even some that are life-threatening. But those, for the most part, are minuscule. And so when I am making a decision about what I do for my patients and what I do for my family, I have to weigh that risk versus benefit. So is the risk of the disease greater than the risk of Uh, the vaccine. That's something you'll have to decide. And I recommend that you talk to your healthcare provider about that. But I want to talk to you today about the vaccine and, you know, how it works. What What do vaccines do? The first thing I want to tell you is that 
the two vaccines that they're looking at right now, let me just give you a little bit of information about those two vaccines. At this point, like I said, the Pfizer vaccine has already been authorized. The Moderna vaccine, uh, it's looking like it'll be authorized in the next day or two. The efficacy on the Pfizer vaccine is 95%. What does that mean? That means in 95% of the volunteers that were given the vaccine, they developed an immune response, which means they developed antibodies, and that's what you want to have happen. The Moderna vaccine is 94.5% efficacious. So you can see that that's really pretty much equal. With the Pfizer vaccine, it's two doses. So you need to have one dose uh, and then 21 days later have another dose. With the Moderna vaccine, it's also two doses, but they're 28 days apart. So you'd have to dig into the science to see why, you know, one is 21 days and one is 28 days. But the reality is what they found is that in order to get to that 94.5 or to get to that 95% efficacy, uh, you need to have a second dose of the vaccine. The issue with both of these vaccines is that they have to be stored very cold. So the storage for the Pfizer vaccine is a negative 80 degrees. Uh, The storage for the Moderna vaccine is a little bit better. Well, a lot better, actually. It's negative 25 degrees. The Pfizer vaccine was approved for ages 16 and older. So ages 16 and older. And the Moderna vaccine is for ages 18 and older. So that's just some general information on that. But now let's talk about how COVID-19 vaccines works. So in order to talk about how the vaccines work, it's first very important, I think, for you to just us to just look at how the body fights illness, period. I've talked about this some before when we talked about the immune system, but let's just give a little brief update so you'll know, you know, it may jog your memory, uh, so you'll know what uh, the immune system does. So When your body gets exposed to a germ, that can be a virus or it can be a bacteria or it can be, you know, COVID or or coronavirus that causes COVID-19. When your body gets exposed to their viruses or those organisms, they invade your body. And what they do is if it's a bacteria or something, it may cross the skin. If it's a virus like the coronavirus, it goes into your respiratory tract and uh, attaches to the cells of your lungs or your respiratory system. And then once they attach to those cells, they attach or release their information, the genetic information that's in them, you know, the RNA or the DNA. And then it takes over your body system to multiply, to make copies of itself. Because a virus cannot make copies of itself without taking over a system like a a human cell. This is called invasion. So this invasion then becomes infection because as the virus makes more copies of itself, it infects you. And once you are infected, you become ill. 
And so that illness can be a short-term illness or a long-term illness, or it can be a mild illness or a serious illness. All of that depends on the individual. Our immune system uses several tools to protect us because we encounter things all the time that can make us ill. Blood is one of the main parts of our immune system. So you basically have two kinds of blood cells. You have red blood cells, and those blood cells basically carry oxygen to your body and tissues and organs so they will be able to function. And then you have white blood cells, and the white blood cells are where all of the stuff is that uh, is part of our immune system. And it's the white blood cells that fight infection. There are different kinds of white blood cells. And uh, they fight infections in different ways. So I'm just going to tell you what a few of those are. Stay with me because this information, you're going to need it in just a few minutes. So a few of those are uh, macrophages or macrophages, depending on how you want to say that. Those are white blood cells that swallow up or digest or eat up infected cells or dead and dying cells or the organisms themselves. So you actually have these cells that if they see a virus in your blood and they recognize that virus or that bacteria as something that should not be there, they will actually ingest them. They eat them. They gobble them up so they can get out of your system. But when the macrophages eat up or gobble up or engulf the organism, they leave behind parts of that organism. And those parts are called antigens because they stimulate your body to make antibodies. Are y'all following me? I hope you are. The body identifies antigens as dangerous or something that could cause you harm. And then they stimulate other cells to make antibodies so that your body can attack those antigens or those viruses and kill them before they make you sick. The next type of cell are B lymphocytes and they are defensive white blood cells. These B lymphocytes produce antibodies. So remember I told you that when the body identifies antigens, then the body stimulated to make antibodies. The B lymphocytes produce antibodies that attack the pieces of the virus that are left behind after the macrophages eats them up. They leave those little bits and pieces. Then it's the B lymphocytes that produce antibodies for that. Then T lymphocytes are another type of defensive white blood cell. They actually attack cells that the body have already been infected with. There is a type of T lymphocyte, which is called a natural killer cell. Yeah, remember we talked about that earlier. It's a natural killer cell. So it literally looks at things and says, you don't belong here. And it starts to secrete chemicals and all kinds of stuff so it can kill those cells. I think that's amazing. So the first time a person is infected with a virus or a bacteria, uh, specifically we're talking about uh, coronavirus right now, it can take your body several days or weeks 
to kind of get going so it can make the antibodies and all of the germ fighting stuff that it needs to get over the infection. That's the time when the virus is replicating and making more of itself. So you can imagine that if you could stop it from making copies of itself at the very beginning when you first get exposed to it, then you are much more likely to do better. That's what a vaccine is. After the infection begins, the person's immune system remembers that it was infected by a specific virus before. So in the natural state, even if you don't have a vaccine, if you get infected with a cold, this particular cold virus, the next time your body sees that cold virus, it already has antibodies ready to knock it out. So when you give a vaccine, it kind of primes your immune system so it will be ready to knock out an infection when you see it. So the body keeps a few lymphocytes and a few memory cells, particularly T lymphocytes, that are kind of keyed up to kill an infection if it comes back again. That's what a vaccine does. So when your body encounters the virus, in this case, it's COVID-19, you already have those lymphocytes primed and ready to start to make antibodies immediately, not in two or three days or, you know, a week. So the experts are still learning how long the memory cells that you make from the vaccine will stay around. They're looking at it. They don't know. Uh, whether it's like the flu where the flu changes so much every year that we have to get a new vaccine or it's like something like pneumonia where you only get a pneumonia shot every 10 years. That's part of the information that they'll have to find out. So how does the COVID-19 vaccine work? It helps our bodies to develop immunity to the virus that causes COVID-19 without us having to get the illness. It gets us ready for fighting that disease without us having the illness. So there are different types of vaccines and they work in different ways, but they all have the goal of making sure that our immune system is ready. So sometimes when you get a vaccine, you'll develop the same symptoms that you get when you get sick. So for instance, there are people who get the flu shot and then they get a fever and they get muscle aches and that happens for a couple of days. And so those people typically say, I don't get the flu shot because it makes me get the flu. Well, that's not actually the flu that you're getting. It is your body's immune system reacting to the vaccine. So it's your body making antibodies. It's your body making interleukins. It's your body fighting off what it thinks is the virus. And so you get the fever, you get, you know, the muscle aches, but it only lasts for 24 hours, 48 hours. So that happens with all vaccines. And you can anticipate that that will probably happen with the COVID-19 vaccine as well. So currently, there are three main types of COVID-19 vaccines in particular. And as I said, one has already been approved, 
One is about to be approved, and there are several others that are getting close to approval. But let me tell you what the various types of vaccines are. The biggest thing that we've heard about lately is something called mRNA vaccines. This is new. We've never used that before. And that's what a lot of people are concerned about. It's like, what is mRNA and what happens with an mRNA vaccine? It's different than any vaccine that we've used before. mRNA or messenger RNA is like a blueprint to tell your body how to make something. So it's a blueprint for a cell or it's a blueprint for a virus. It's not even a part of the virus. It is a blueprint for a virus. So let me give you an example. I was actually talking to my husband about this. And he said, you have to tell him that, baby, because that makes sense. Let's say you were trying to make a car and you had a car factory, but you couldn't use your car factory. You need to go to somebody else's car factory. And at the car factory, you make all of these different parts of the car. You don't just make a whole car every time. You make the bumper and you make the fender and you make the the motor and you make the, you, you get the idea. And once all of those different parts of the car are made, then they are assembled. That's what happens to a virus. When we are infected with a virus, your body makes different parts of the virus and then they're reassembled. Well, each one of those parts has specific directions on how to make it. Y'all following me? I wish you could tell me, yeah, I know, but there's specific information on how to make it. So what mRNA is or messenger RNA is, It's not the virus, but it is a blueprint or instructions on how to make parts of the virus. And in particular, these vaccines are telling the body to make the proteins called spike proteins that are on the outside of the virus. Why are you making the spike proteins? So your body can make antibodies to the spike proteins. So when you see the spike protein, you will be able to kill the virus just based on that part of it before it can make you sick. So the mRNA vaccine contains material from the virus that causes our cells to make copies of a piece of the virus so our immune system can kick in and make antibodies to the virus so when we are exposed to the virus, we can kill it. So why can't it make you sick? Because it's not all of the parts of the virus. It cannot give you COVID because it's not the whole coronavirus. I hope that makes sense to you. Then the second kind of vaccine is something called a protein subunit vaccine. That means you are actually given a little part of the virus, not the whole virus, so your body can make antibodies. Now with the mRNA vaccines, you're given instructions for the part of the virus 
not even a part of the virus. Instructions to make part of the virus so you can make antibodies. With the protein subunit, you're actually given a little part of the virus. In neither vaccine are you getting the whole virus. I think that's very, very important because if you're concerned that they're giving you the coronavirus when you are getting a vaccine, you are not. You are getting a little piece of the virus that cannot give you corona. Then the next kind of coronavirus vaccine or COVID-19 vaccine is out there is something called a vector vaccine. Now, let me tell you what a vector vaccine is. A vector vaccine is where they take a virus. uh, I think the one that they're using is called an adenovirus. It is a virus that normally infects either a human or something that's very close to a human, like a chimpanzee. They make that virus uh, where it will not make you sick, so your body cannot replicate that virus. It will add to that virus a little bit of the COVID viral information and then give you that And that, again, stimulates your immune system so that it makes antibodies for the virus. The reason that's important is because when you hear all of the information about being injected with the coronavirus, if you don't understand what the technology is and what has actually occurred, then you're worried about something and afraid of something based on conjecture and not what is actually happening. And I think it's important for you to know that. So there still are uh, some questions that remain in these vaccines that are available. And one question is, does the vaccine stop you from contracting the virus? Now, what does that mean? That means if you get the vaccine, can you still catch the virus? That is still out. They don't know that information or not. So that means you may get the vaccine, you may still catch the virus, but it won't make you sick. So you you may be able to contract the virus, but it doesn't make you sick. So the next question is that if you get the vaccine, does it stop you from getting ill And does it stop you from spreading the virus? So when you hear them talk about whether or not the vaccine stops the spread of the virus, it may be that you get the vaccine, you get infected with the virus. It doesn't make you sick because you have antibodies, but you're still a carrier of the virus. So that's like one of those people who's asymptomatic. So can you be an asymptomatic carrier? We don't really know that information yet. That's why they're saying even if you get your vaccine, that you still want to wear your mask because you don't want to be a person who is carrying the virus and you're not sick. You don't know you have it, but then you infect others who haven't gotten the vaccine for one reason or the other. 
So the bottom line is this. I know that's a lot of information. I hope it makes sense to you. And I hope it helps you sort through all of the information that you hear. I also hope that it helps you make a decision about what you want to do. And you're able to make that information not on propaganda and not on conjecture, but you can make that information with sound science. Getting vaccinated is one of the many steps that we can take to protect ourselves. It is not a cure-all. It is not uh, the only thing that we do. It is one tool. So when you add a vaccine to wearing a mask, to social distancing, to keeping yourself healthy, to it goes on and on, then we're able to do the things that we need to do in order to stay well. If having a vaccine just keeps people out of the hospital, then we've been successful because our health system is so overrun with the numbers of people who are ill from this pandemic, from this COVID-19. Although it's a small percentage of the population that gets critically ill, it is not a short course illness. So for many people, they are ill for many, many weeks. So if you can imagine where normally if you have to be in intensive care, you're there for a few days and it turns into people who are in intensive care for weeks, then you understand the stress that it puts on the system. I really hope this helps you. I want you all to stay safe as you look at the information and make the decision for your family about whether or not you want to add the vaccine to your arsenal. I just want to make sure that you do it with the best information that is available. As usual, I hope this has been helpful to you. And I really, really appreciate you joining me for this. If you enjoyed this information, make sure you like, subscribe, and share it with people that you know. As always, thank you for joining me for the Ask Dr. Jill podcast. To stay connected, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, as I said, or that you follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram all that Ask Dr. Jill. I hope this episode has brought you one step closer to living a healthier life. If you are looking to become a patient in my practice, please visit our website at askdrjill.net and follow the instructions that tell you how to become a patient. Or you can call us at 972 978-2099. We will also have this and other great information listed in our show notes. Until next time, blessings to you and those you love, and I will chat with you at your next Ask Dr. Jill podcast appointment. Just a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for care by a doctor or other qualified health professional. This podcast is provided with the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you are looking for help on your journey to wellness, seek assistance from a qualified medical professional. 
it is important that you have someone in your corner that is qualified, trained, licensed health practitioner, helping you make the health changes you desire as you venture toward the healthiest you possible.